And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Mas Sajadi, expert in human transformation, who after three near-death experiences came back alive to share wisdom and remarkable abilities that break through the limitations of psychology and willpower. Mas, thank you for joining me today and welcome. Jeffrey, thanks for having me. So Mas, if you don't mind, can we start with your NDEs? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, So I've had three of them. Uh, The last one, the latest one, uh, the the most recent uh, was uh, back in March. So not too long ago, less than a year ago. Uh, Really a pivotal moment, by the way. So, but we'll start from the the beginning. And, And the importance is that, you know, a lot of people have NDEs. In fact, there's thousands of NDEs, documented NDEs just in the U.S., you know, uh, but the, what what makes it very different or what makes it very different for me is that some individuals, when they have their NDEs, you know, like Anita Murjani, you know, she healed herself from cancer. Uh, other individuals, they have, say, you know, they become like savants or they can, you know, uh, um, you know, do arithmetic, you know, mathematics, you know, in their head and so on. So they or musical talents and so on. So the gifts come out um, and the difference between or my gift that I got was is is that i have an ability to like look into say your master blueprint or basically your i would call it your genetics and see where things went awry in your life and then help you replace or help you edit that say frequency for you so that's that's my gift and literally that's what i do you know with you know hundreds of thousands of you know uh, client sessions you know high level ceos and so on that really haven't say figured out what life is really about you know, they've got the success mechanisms, they've got all the money in the world, for example, or they've, you know, done that spiritual path. Either way, it's like, gosh, you know, I'm still lost. I'm still looking for something. Well, you're re- in reality, you're actually looking for yourself, you know, a higher version of who you are. And, and that's what I do. I help people find the higher version or that limitless version of who they are. So they become, you know, from a limited sense of who they are to that limitless version that we all seek and that we all know that we have. So that's what near deaths to me are about. So my first one, um, uh, my first one was in my uh, early twenties. And, and the key points here is that, is that I was literally groomed uh, to have these near-death experiences to, say, escalate myself to higher levels, say, of understanding or consciousness. Uh, uh, and I'll talk about that later, or, or Jeffrey, maybe you can ask me about that later, but I just want to go through the experiences, and then we can talk about, say, the science or the logistics on, say, how this reality works or how, you know, consciousness works or and how we can, say, evolve to our highest self. So the first near-death, again, I was really groomed, um, you know, when I was younger, uh, before the near deaths, you know, I, I was, it was about, you know, uh, understanding what life was about. You know, I was that kid uh, that was searching uh, for, you know, what was the meaning of life? You know, I would read, you know, like uh, Albert Einstein, you know, in my teenage years, I would look at, you know, I, I would read, say, the religions. I don't care what religion it was or spiritual paths that people have gone to. I was really drawn into that. You know, I, I wasn't the partier type or anything like that. You know, I would literally listen to other very highly successful individuals and so on because i because it's like oh they have the key to life 
But, you know, as I researched more and more, you know, I, I saw that, you know, successful individuals, you know, we were lucky, we came from a good family, you know, a medium or high level income family. And, um, you know, and I, and I, you know, my dad was a doctor and he, he'd have, you know, high level people, you know, with over for dinner. And I, and I go, God, you know, they're successful and all that stuff, but why, why are they ill? And why do they have all these issues? And why do they have all these personal issues that say not so successful people? I thought success would say heal them from that. Right. So it didn't make sense to me. And then, you know, the religions, you know, that are out there, you know, I see a lot of great people. There are a lot of fantastic religions out there. But again, the people are are, are like they're starving, you know, they're starving of the nutrition of like healing themselves or, you know, uh, having a different life and they're sacrificing themselves. Uh, so, so it's like, why is that? That just, that just, so it brought about more questions, uh, than was answered, you know, in the religious texts that I read or spiritual texts that I read. So, so I was looking for that key, uh, equation that say Albert Einstein was, is like an equation that they like, solved life basically. So, so I was looking so hard that, well, it, it allowed me to say have a near death experience. So uh, the near death experience, I was in a. It, uh, I worked at a at Target warehouse. Uh, Twenty two year olds, you know, it was a great college job. I used to unload rail cars and semi trailers and so on. And, and the day kind of felt weird even before I got into it. You know, even the few days before, it's just like everything was say surreal to me. It's almost like you know the universe knew that I was going to have a near death. And the universe does know, by the way, what happens to you, even before it happens to you. So uh, it, everything felt so surreal. And, and what was going on, you know, I, you know, I punched it in, um, you know, and it's like, Hey, you got to unload this rail car. That's I go. Okay. Um, and, and so I started unloading the rail car and they have these moving walls inside the rail car, you know, that keep the product in place. If it's not a full car, uh, this wall was stuck. Uh, and, you know, me being athletic, uh, you know, uh, as I was, it's like, well, I'll just climb up and, and these are like 10, 12 feet high ceilings, you know, I'll just climb up and like start to pull on, you know, the header. That's what they call them headers. Uh, I'll pull on the top part and then my teammates, you know, uh, will you guys pull on the bottom and then we'll see if we can get it loose. Well, we did get it loose. Uh, and these and these walls again they slide in you know inside the rail car they go back and forth again to keep the product in place. Well, they're about a half ton and they have these ceiling members. So if you can imagine, you know, the walls, the ceiling of a rail car is kind of you know slanted like this, and then they have these cross members that support. So as this wall gave way, uh, it just slid across these rails, and well, what stopped it was my face. And the ceiling member, it's just like I got crushed, like, boom, crushed just like this on my jaw. And instantly I got pulled out of my body. And I, I was like, I was pulled out and you could feel, uh, and this is the key too, is that I was conscious of what was happening to me. So I got pulled out. I, I literally got felt myself like coming out of myself. Uh, and, I'm, and then I turned around and I looked at myself and I was like floating further and further and further away from, 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 you know, my body. And I'm going, wow, that's really strange. You know, it's like, what am I doing over here if my body's over there, you know? And, and this is like, this is again, 
um, most people don't have, say, that consciousness. When they die, they just observe. But I was observing what I was observing, which is really important. So I saw, it's like, well, gosh, again, it's like, what is, what am I doing here? And I'm just like floating and I'm looking around and I'm floating in a rail car, but my body's like dangling there. And then that's where it hit me. It's like, oh my God, I'm dead. And as soon as I said, or realized that I had died, <clears throat> a lot of people who go through a near-death experience, they don't realize that they, they actually died. They just go through the experience. They're not awakened enough. So when when I realized that that I died, it wasn't like a sadness or or anything. Excuse me. It wasn't a sadness or anything. It was like an expansive moment. Most one of the most expansive moments that I've you know ever had. And I'm going, wow, this is what it is to be alive. So and I'm going, wait a second. I just died, but now I know what it is to feel alive you know, in physical form. Although I didn't have physical form, I still had a consciousness or an identity that I had a physical form. And then I looked at my limited self, you know, the version of who we think we are, you know, the the pain, the, the abuse patterns, the lack, you know, the sacrifices that we do. And I go, God, you know, that's a lot of, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot of limitations. That's a lot of burden. And I go, and I looked at myself, you know, uh, hanging there by my jaw and I'm going, that's only 1% of who I really was. That's the, that's the thing that I remember. I'm going, that's, I'm living only 1% of who I was in, in physical form. And then it's just like, I forgot about the physical form. And then I, I literally transcended. I could feel me going through the rail car, just like they do in movies, you know, when ghosts walk through walls and stuff, you know, I, I walked through, I, I, you know, I floated through the rail car and then into this brilliant light. So many, I'm sure you've heard many stories, uh, you know, on, on Jeffrey's show where people go into the tunnel of light and so on. Um, um, that tunnel of light is literally, uh, it, it's layers of say consciousness that you go through to bring you back into say, um, uh, it clears you of say distorted memories that you say have say, tuned to or think that I was real so by the time you graduate it's a graduation say level there's about 13 levels there so you graduate out of there and then you become say a complete spirit again so that's what the tunnel of light is about most people who have who who have near-death experiences they would see their loved ones or their dogs or whatever welcoming them in you know into that space or welcome them it's like hey this is you know you're going to go through this college so to speak to graduate into a higher say being level being uh i transcended i didn't see any loved ones or anything i transcended into the layer which is about four or five layers up by the way uh, i transcended transcended into that layer where you start to have a life review so a lot of times this is where say other people would see say jesus or if you're you know a, a buddhist faith you you might see a different version of say buddha or uh, again if you're christian and, and believe catholic and so on you would say jesus in front of you or you know saint michael or whatever it, again it's dependent on on who you know what you believed in the importance of that uh, that i want to bring out is again you're still attached to your physical beliefs uh, and that's why it represents itself so it's it's like it, it it's the things that you experience in those levels although say you're disconnected uh is again 
based on say what you what you believed in or what you thought was real in physical form so as you graduate to higher higher levels you get to say a so you get to see a pure version say of those forms but again nobody ever comes back into real life um and so that secret is lost let's say uh anyway so the life review that a lot of people talk about you know so I, for me, it was a life relive. So what's the difference? A life review, again, is a lot of times, you know, there's somebody else sitting across and, you know, they're like checking off. It's like, you did this good. You did this good. You did this good over here. I don't know what the hell happened here, but, you know, we got to knock off some points right uh, here. And then we tally up the score and then like we send you off either up, you know, or down. It's, it's nothing like that at all guys uh i've actually what it is is like you relive your life as an awakened say being okay not say uh not a uh, a distorted being or not understanding what life is about so what you do is you you go from the time of birth or i went through the time of birth up to uh, uh, age about 22 that's when i died up to that moment of death uh for me and you relive it as a conscious being reliving your life. So it's not like you're reviewing it, although you are, although you might think so, but you actually go through 22 years within say a mere few seconds, if even if at that, but you actually relive all those moments of your, of you in, in, in real time, by the way, although it feels like it's only just a few seconds. And this is where, uh, and it, this is very important because this is the work that I do. Uh, um, I start to realize it's like, wait a second, I just relived 22 years of my life in just a few seconds. I was conscious of that. Okay. And I'm going, how, how did I do that? Because everything is so real. Uh, again, and your dream states do that as well right so again time gets say dis, um uh distorted or disoriented time gets compressed although it feels the same length of time um so in this in this scenario though a life relive is is that you go oh that's why this happened that's why that happened uh i can understand why you know again you start to see why stuff happened you can grow and expand from those experiences but when we're living them you know we're seeing them from tunnel vision and it's like and then we start to think it's like god i made that mistake so there is no i should have or i could have or anything like that it's not like oh god i made i married the wrong person this has happened to me you know i got into this accident now i'm crippled or whatever it is or somebody died close to me it's like you know and it ruined my whole life it's nothing like that at all it's just like oh, that's what happened and I can grow and expand from whatever experience that was there. So so that's what that life relive is. Um, and it was quite amazing because then I understood why I had the life that I did, you know, at a very high level, you know? And it's like, wow, that's really cool. Now I understand. Uh, and I started to heal because that's how what real healing is. What, you know, it's like when you start to understand the experiences that you go through, and why they're there for you and then you grow and expand from them instead of repeating them so um so when i got to towards the end of that life uh by the way um uh, it was it was it was very expansive and it's like wow i want to stay here because that's what it's you know it's like it felt so great and it felt so well i was 
limitless. I was feeling the 99% of who we all are, not the 1% version of who we live. Um, so, so um, you know, and then it's like, this voice comes, comes into you and it's like, well, you know, that's really great. Um, but you can stay here. Of course you can stay here, but you can also get and also go back into your, you know, into your life again. And it's not like a choice. You know, it's not really a choice. They literally, as they say, it's like, you can stay here or you can go back and they literally feel like you get pushed into your body again. So it's like, yeah, you can stay here, but poof, you know, you're gone, you know? So again, it's not a choice guys that we have, although it seems like they give you a choice. Uh, and then this is where the pain came in. It's like, literally you feel the pain, especially with my jaw. Uh, and then the pain was so excruciating. I blacked out. Uh, and then the next thing I, I, I fell to the floor and then blacked out, which was about again, 10 feet high. Um, uh, and then the next thing I knew, uh, I was awake again in the hospital with my jaws wired shut. Uh, and I was euphoric because it was the coolest thing ever. You know, there, there was a, that's like, damn, what happened? It was just like going, whoa, I want to go back because it was so unbelievably beautiful and everything made sense. Everything was of logic there, of higher logic. You know, over here, things don't make sense. There's always exceptions to the rule. You know, we don't know who we are, what do and all that. At that level where I was, it's like, damn, I knew who I was. I knew my potential, you know? Uh, so I wanted to go back. Uh, so, and this is where some people who've had near death, you know, they get, they get kind of depressed and so on like that because they see the beauty, they see the logic at that level, you know, they don't see all that, you know, all the bullshit and all that stuff that, that doesn't make, you know, it doesn't make sense in this reality um, or should make sense. Um, so, so my gifts started to come in. I, I got very much more intuitive. I could see future vision for people, you know, it, it helped me accelerate my business. Um, so fast forward into my second near death, um, you know, uh, by then, you know, I was married and had kids, uh, you know, things of life that we do um and you know successful but then i there was a huge piece missing it's like yeah you know i have the boats i have you know the nice house and all that but it's like god there's just something missing it's like what's missing you know well that question i think was the key factor of grooming me again to to have a second near-death experience and in and in this second near-death experience uh, it was a drowning accident. Uh, we were on a cruise ship and I'm not going to get into the details. You can go through the details, you know, in at masajati.com. But the highlights was, was, was that again, I was groomed, you know, to have this near death experience. Um, and it was quite amazing. You know, we, uh, so it was a rafting experience where we go down in Belize through the jungle and, you know, and just see the beauty, the beauty of the jungle. Uh, but the key was, was that the, the rivers in Belize are, you know, basically, you know, they're, um, they're, they have a lot of cenotes or basically holes in the river that from, you know, from volcanic action and so on. So there's a lot of, say, um, cenotes or again, just the, so, so, so we're in a river. Oh, and before we get into the river, uh, it just so happens that the rafting trip for some reason, didn't have a life jacket. All the life jackets ran out. So I'm so I'm thinking to myself, it's like, well, I'm a strong swimmer. You know, I was a strong swimmer in high, you know, high school and so on. Uh, I'm good. You know, I've got the I've got the inner tube. 
you know, so I'll be good with that. But again, is that a coincidence or why did the life, you know, no more life jackets, right? Um, and, and we get into, you know, we get to the shore of the river and, and, the, and, the, and the guide goes, okay, guys, the river is a little fast, you know, because of this rainy season, it's, it's faster than normal. So we have to stick together because if you go into other tributaries, you might like go over a waterfall or you might get, say, sucked into, say, one of these cenotes. Again, a cenotes, what we saw is like, you know, they have huge rocks right in the middle of the river and then there's, there's a big hole a little bigger than a manhole cover, you know, a, you know, that you see on the street and basically just water pouring into well, the bowels of the earth. So basically, uh, you know, the, uh, the old lava uh, tubes that, that was there. So, um, so, so we all connect, interconnect. There's about three, four rafts, you know, my, my wife at the time, my kids and, you know, my boys. And then all, all of a sudden we're all interconnected. And as soon as we get into the flow of the river, somehow I had to do something. So I disconnected and that's where, again, it was all say a coincidence or, you know, uh, again, created for me. Oh, even before that, by the way, as I was getting into the inner tube or getting ready, for some reason, I kept checking and double checking my kids' life jackets. It's like triple checking, quadruple checking my kids, you know, making sure everything was okay because it felt something weird. I, and I also noticed that the jungle was just got got deathly quiet, like just like in a movie scene, you know, where, you know, music comes on. There was no music, but the wind stopped. Bird noises, animal noises, all the stuff that you hear, just like dead silence. It was like an eerie silence. And I'm going, that's really peculiar. You know, I'm going, wow. And it was, everything was really still. Uh, and and uh, so again, the, it started, the process started for me even before I had the near death, again, groomed. Uh, so we went into the river and somehow my feet got unlatched from everybody else's. Uh, and then we went, you know, one way, uh, my wife at the time and two of the, uh, one of the kids or two of the kids, went one way and then we just split off i i i happened to go down again into a cenotes and we got, got sucked right in so within about say three four minutes of being on the river literally got i got sucked in i pushed away my kids so they were okay and then my energy got got you know got pulled in and i got the 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 water pressure was so strong that i got vortex or just vacuumed out of my inner tube and into this tunnel Again, a lava tube. Uh, and I got sucked into the bowels of the earth. Um, according to my wife, I was probably gone for like maybe eight minutes uh, around there. So that's a long time to be underwater. And obviously, you know, I can't hold my water, uh, hold my breath that long. So so, so it's like I started to see that, you know, what, what I was seeing from my experience is like the hole that I got sucked into, you know, when you're close up, it's wide. And it got darker and darker and the hole got thinner and thinner. Going, oh God, I'm going deep inside. And this is where I started to realize that, gosh, I'm dying. You know, I'm going to die and nobody's ever going to find me. So it's like you start to say goodbye to your loved ones. And it's like, gosh, dang, you know, uh, I thought I never thought I'd, you know, die this way. Uh, and then that's where I split uh, out of my body and it felt really familiar. It's like, oh gosh, I'm back. So it was tragic for a brief second, but then it's like, oh, I'm back into my 99%. And I could see my body float away, 
you know, deeper and deeper into, you know, the bowels of the earth. But for me, uh, I, I felt me myself going through, you know, the, 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 the rock uh, and then into the river. The, so I could feel the freshness of the water. I could still say experience or feel it because you don't have to have a body to experience this reality. Um, phantom limbs. I got my, you know, tips of my fingers cut off, you know, where phantom limb people feel like you can still scratch that leg that was cut off is kind of, it's kind of like that. Uh, so I could still feel the coolness of the water and then out of the water. And then I, you know, I, I transcended into a no time zone. And so this time I feel like me going through the tunnel, but I went through the process uh, of, of going through the, you know, I didn't, I, I could kind of stop at the layer of like reliving your life and so on like that. I kind of knew what was going on, but then it's like I plopped out the other edge, the other side. So basically I graduated on that second near death. So what does that mean? When, um, when you graduate, you're not supposed to come back. Somehow, somehow for some reason i managed to peek behind the curtain of what really happens on the other side and this is where you know i looked around and then i go whoa this is the coolest thing so literally imagine yourself plopping out of this you know like these layers and poof you're into another consciousness kind of like a wormhole right you go into this other consciousness and i look around and i'm going whoa i'm in a no, no time zone and I realized that all possibilities that could ever happen to me or all possibilities that could be existed in this reality at one time. If I wanted to go to France, for example, uh, and I did, I don't know why France, but I've never been there, but I wanted to go to France. And it's like, whoo, poof, I was vortexed into, say, a feeling of, uh, of being in France. Uh, it was an amazing, it was amazing. Or, you know, it uh, you know, like pure love, you know, because that's what I was like really craving, pure love. I could feel the pure raw love, nothing that you could ever imagine or experience in physical form, because that at that love, level of love, uh, and it's again, raw love, it's just so pure and, and blissful, your body couldn't handle the magnitude of light. You would literally say explode from that much love. You know, um, so it, it was quite amazing. But then something else happened where uh, I started to to say disintegrate even more at that level i still had a consciousness uh, still a consciousness or an identity of physical human form that's not your natural spirit shape by the way your spirit has no form it has no limitations so i transcended into even higher levels so this is where no time uh, or no space exists at that level uh, i was just basically a, a limitless being a universe of my own and that's what it felt like, a universe. And it was just so blissful. And since there's no time and space, although eons could pass by, you're so peaceful and you're so in the moment. Uh, again, you don't, there's no time. So it's not like you get bored or anything like that. You're just like in a bliss state all the time. Uh, and this is where you have access or I got granted access to what I call a beautiful blue space. Cause in that is a beautiful blue, like a deep ocean blue. And in that realm, it's like, wow, I have access to all the knowledge that ever was, is, and shall be. Cause again, there's no time involved, right? You have access to that. So it was kind of like a mainframe computer or a database, universal database, as I call it. Um, and then, and then I blacked out um, there was no voice or anything. I just blacked out. And then 
I don't know how long I was there because uh, it could be eons, you know, because uh, time changes, right? Um, just like a lot, like Interstellar, if you see the movie Interstellar and movies like that, you know, time, you get time distortion and so on. So I was there for eons from what I felt. But anyway, I blacked out and I came to, uh, into my physical form, into my body. And, and I'm, and I'm looking and I, and I came to, and I was a hundred yards above river, which is kind of amazing to me because because I'm looking at the inner tube that's still stuck, you know, uh, it's still because it couldn't go into the hole because it's too big. It was still stuck. And I'm going, I'm 100 yards above river. It's like, how the heaven did that happen? How did I get 100 yards above river? If I was getting pulled, I would be down river or something. But some, obviously, some divine experience came through where I like, landed on a quieter, say, area of the river as well. I was just sitting there peaceful. Uh, and I'm going, wow, this is really blissful. So uh, my hands, my fingers, my fingernails were torn off because I was trying to crawl back up, you know, in the tunnel. My back, you know, was bloody and all that. Uh, again, from holding myself. Uh, other than that, it was it was it was a really blissful state. And this is where my ability started to come in. This is where I start to read people. This is where I start to understand, say, the mechanics, because that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to understand the mechanics of how this reality works. So, so my gifts are not only seeing, you know, how you operate and run. I actually can edit, so I can actually see your past, present, and future, and then edit the possibilities uh, for you by changing the frequency. Or again, the the consciousness, or in this uh, the dimension of time and space that you exist, and we can talk about more about that later. So I did that for about you know I went through the dark times. Uh, it took me about three four years uh, of realizing who I really was, or trans transitioning from that one percent of my limited being into the limitless being uh, that I that I experienced you know, in an, in, in an out-of-body form. So literally I was transitioning into a higher level of being. Again, transforming from the 1% of who we think we are into more of using that, say, possibility or power, which is really cool. And this is where, again, I've helped, you know, hundreds of thousands of client sessions, you know, people just like transforming their lives with what looks like miracles. Again, there's a lot of science behind it. So I did that for 10 years. Um, um, and, and just because of time. So the latest one, uh, again, a third near death, basically allowed me to escalate to even higher levels of understanding of how this reality works. So basically explaining that the, 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 the physics of life. Okay. Uh, and so when that near death, this was in Peru, uh, I don't know what happened, but, uh, I got ill uh, it could be like elevation sickness and so on. That could be part of it. But I think it was something more because, you know, I, I was telling Faye, you know, my my wife that I'm going, you know, we're going to Peru and something big is going to happen. And I thought it was going to be something. Well, it was exciting, but, you know, you don't have a clue because if you go, shit, I'm going to die in Peru. You're not going to go. Right. So I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and so we went there and I had a near death. Uh for some reason, the potassium levels in my body were way below threshold. And literally every muscle couldn't function. My heart couldn't function. So I was rushed to the emergency room and I could see my son holding me down and I was floating above my body. And then I blacked out. Uh, I don't know what happened after that. 
uh, and I don't know how long I was out, but um, but I when I came back in, um, I felt really cool. I felt really fine. The, some of the key points there on that third near death uh, um, is that is that when they scanned my brain, they had two scans. It was like much like somebody who had just died, and then twenty minutes later they scanned me again. Maybe I saw you know maybe they saw movement in me and all that, uh, and and my brain was like pristine like of a younger not a 61 year old but a very younger version of me so i'm going you know how to, they were perplexed on how that happened you know it's like how can you go from a scan of like a mushy brain to something that was like pristine so things like that you know kind of proved to me that uh, you know again a physical rendition of say having a another near-death experience outside of floating above my body and watching my son like literally hold me down um anyway uh it was <clears throat> so and when i when i explain these it's you know you're in moments of no time so it's like the the death that happened to me like you know 40 years ago um that's like real because there is no time it so it feels like yesterday um so anyway um so i got out of the hospital and um that was the most you know and, and from then um you know my body's like really shifting you know so you know gone to the heart doctors and all that and they look at my heart and they go gosh your heart is of a you know like a 25 year old so literally i'm at a level where we can genetically uh, what i would call it say genetically say genetic say transformation into a higher version some of you might say uh you're turning into a crystalline rather than a carbon-based version uh, i'm like 61 going on 62 again i look younger than ever before so those are the possibilities uh, again of this third near death uh, that i had uh, again my abilities more precise than ever uh, i can read anybody i can scan anybody dead or alive if you like you know jeffrey if you tell me it's like oh you know i have a sister uh, i can just read their 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 pattern like right away i don't need to know their name their you know their i don't need to see their picture when they were born or, or anything like that i can just scan them just just like that and and get their storyline again it's very different than say psychic abilities so so I've, and this is where XI has grown uh, or X becoming actually intelligent, uh, where you, again, you, you come to an intelligence level of your higher being of who you are, not the limited version of, of who you are. So, Moss, thank you for sharing your experiences yeah. with us. I know you use the word groomed, that you were groomed yes. for your NDEs, but do you think yes. that you planned these pre-birth? Uh, possibly, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's not, let's just say it's not my first, uh, what pony show or merry-go-round or whatever they call it. It's not my first show, you know, I've probably done that. And it's like, Oh, you know, having a near death experience, uh, can is really one of the fastest ways to catapult yourself to say higher levels of consciousness. So yes, they were say planned. Um, and everything fell into place the way they should for me to have those near death experiences. So definitely at a higher order. Uh, yes, I probably plan that out so I can escalate to higher levels rapidly. By the way, that doesn't mean that 
you should have a near death because you can't plan a near death guys you can't plan it consciously <laughs> okay so i'm not saying yeah go you know go 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 crazy and try to get hit by a car and stuff it's not it doesn't work that way you have to plan it at a much much higher level where everything is orchestrated in perfection so because if you go a little too far you're not going to come back so again i'm not stressing that you should have your death by the way the experiences that i've had and this is what i teach people is that you can learn from my near-death experiences. People who have had near-death experiences, I can say, help them recreate their near-death experiences so they understand it or they get groomed, although it's happened in the past for them. Because that moment of time is still open for you because you're out of time, which again, allows for great learning to happen, even if it happened in the past for you. So, A lot of my guests that have had near-death experiences will say that we come here to learn stuff like this is an earth school the problem for me right. is that we come here and we're supposed to learn stuff but we come here forgetting what we're supposed to learn why do you think that is yeah absolutely uh actually you know you already know what you what you're capable of you already know that and you know when you're young when you're a young child you know you feel like limitless it's not not because you you know you're a young child and you don't know the ways of the world because you're not ingrained in time and space um so you're not here to learn you're here to remember the potentiality that you are and the purpose of why you're here by the way is again not to experience things or not to learn things or anything like that it I know and I know it sounds, but it's literally it's like how do I become, or how do I manipulate and control time and space to allow me to say render my purest possible version of who I am? Basically, how do I walk here on Earth in spirit form and still have a physical body? That's your purpose in life. So again, you're not here to you know uh, you're not here in sin. You're not here to uh, you know, learn from past mistakes or karma or anything like that. Because if you were an awakened spirit, you'd be all possibilities. You would know why things happen. But the reason, like you were saying, uh, Jeffrey, is that, you know, we forget who we are. The reason why we forget is because to render this body in physical form and to have, say, spatial referencing or like referencing of time and space, we would have to create filters. So for example, you know, if, if our light shines through and then, you know, this is the projector or, or this, this stage of life or reality that we call life uh, is, is the, is the, is the, is the screen, right. That we say reflect our light upon. We would have to filter ourselves or dumb us down or dumb ourselves down to understand or forget who we, the power that we are for the magic trick of, time and space to work upon us so we can create a body that's rendered in time and space. Make sense to you? So that's why. So 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 in a sense, what what a near death does is like it eliminates the filters that we've created to create ourselves here in physical form. I'm just gonna say this. I so, mean a lot of times when I talk to NDE guests the internet connection starts going crazy. Could it be coincidence? Yes. Or could it be that we're just getting into deep stuff and now it's really messing with yes. the internet? So I'm just kind of wanted yes, to pause I, I for a that. moment, just kind of let it try to reset itself. Okay. 
that does happen quite a bit. Um, even listening to my NDE, uh, a lot of your, even if it's recorded, Jeffrey, a lot of your uh, listeners will start to transform because that's what NDEs are for. You know, so literally my my presence literally will work on you to help you awaken to a higher version, especially if you've had NDEs, because that's what you're searching for. Again, how do I eliminate all those filters and still stay here? You know, and this is where healing happens. Uh, this is where success happens. That's where abundance happens. So again, the, the frequencies are quite powerful. One thing that I love that you brought, and I've never heard of it before, but I think it makes a lot of sense. And that is calling us here limited self. Because a lot of times we talk about the higher self, and I kind of like to use the word complete self. And so mm -hmm. that completely matches it to me that being here is the limited self. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got, again, you've got your limited self here. Uh, and I wish I, you know, I had a sketch better, but you've got your limited self creating the version that you think you are, you know, the abuse patterns, how you grew up and, you know, success patterns and all that stuff. Those are all filters, by the way, your limitless self is up here. So if you, if you transcend those filters, again, those things that you think you are, are not you, they're literally just filters. They're kind of like clothes, right? If you wear a certain type of clothes, people will look at you differently, right? So again, they're just like renderings or clothes, or I call them as filters or programs. Um, so if you transcend those, you you move away from the limited version that you've created yourself or you know, you've genetically inherited from your parents. Uh, and this is where people can cure themselves of the crazy, say, diseases or health issues. This is where you don't have to age because aging, for example, is a filter that society has come or conditioned to. Uh, you don't have to age like society. You don't have to age like your parents. You don't have to look like your parents or so on. Those things can change for you once you understand your limitless self is creating this limited version through filters. So it separates the thing that you think you are, the problems that you think you are from, from the version that you really are. And that's a huge change. And this is where it goes beyond psychology and all that. Because the psychology in your brain is down here with all the filters above. Your limitless self is up here. So what we, hey, why don't we just plop you here and get rid of all these filters? And then you don't run from those filters. And this is where you can change really fast, like decades of, you know, transformations in like maybe a 10 minute session or something. So I believe it was during your first NDE mm -hmm. that even though you felt like there was a choice, there wasn't a choice and you were yes. pushed back into your body. Right. Who are the beings that pushed you back in your opinion? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, they're higher level beings. You know, we all have say groups, you know, that we say connect with uh, or watchers. Some of, some of your audiences, you know, will connect to groups, but as you ascend higher and higher, you know, the groups get bigger and bigger. So uh, it could be a collective consciousness that say morphs into say a personality that, that you would hear that makes sense to you. Uh, I think it's more of that. So it's like all the possibilities that humans could be, or again, a collective consciousness or that thing to me that, Hey, well, it's not your time. And you get pushed back. And so they're not like, um, 
they're not like say physical beings or they could have been i guess that have transcended but more of a collective consciousness because when you get into those higher it's it, they don't have like separate identities so to speak it's more again consciousness state of being after this incarnation do you think you're coming back or do you think you're going somewhere else like another world well this is the hopping place jeffrey this is this is where uh you know if you believe in aliens or you know or if you believe in aliens to me are like just high levels of consciousness they're the same exact spirit as you and i but they haven't say that consciousness uh that lives that exists in another say time space say uh definition like we live in a 24-hour say time space definition they live in another say consciousness where time and space are different in that realm they haven't figured out say density or they haven't figured out say how to create those in solid form so that's why they might feel more intelligent and so on but again if we were at that level uh here we'd just be as intelligent but we have all these filters so so this is the place to be because this is this is this is a reflection no other realm or consciousness has the ability to say reflect the the immaculate possibilities that you are as clear as you are as clear as you can be so in all the other realms the mirror of reflection is very say fuzzy it's not as solid it's not as tangible or you can't feel it in this realm you see the beauty you can see the grace most people unfortunately see the disharmony but if you're awakened you go whoa this is really cool i can actually see a reflection of how grand i am that's why you're here in physical form if you've ever wondered why did why did you get created or why did god create you in this form in this hell and i'm going through all this stuff so you can understand the beauty that you are as soon as you get rid of all the say the the distortions that or the filters that have created you here so it's actually a blessing so so will i uh, come back again i probably will but at a much much higher level to bring in say more consciousness or more awakening so we can really have fun in this playground in physical form and see the grandness and and again the beauty of who we are when we're here up here since there is no time and space we can't reflect or we can't see our own beauty so we've created time and space to come down here and go gosh i'm really i'm really that great and we're all that great by the way <laughs> not just me but you know it's everybody so so in the near future everybody will go damn this it's in right now we're living in a space of like you know bandage or fixing ourselves and you know um all that stuff healing in the future we're going to be more into expansion where it's like i know who i am you know we all know who we are as a population and it's like what are the possibilities of what we can create now so and this is the transition that the world is going through uh, of like limited possibilities are always trying to fix ourselves so to speak and it's never ending into a possibility of oh gosh i'm really solid i know who who i am at a higher level uh and what can we have fun how can we say uh adventure in time and space to see the possibilities of of, of what we can do here so i think what you're saying is perhaps this is the ultimate place to be the only problem is to be here, you have to go through all these filters. Yep, to create yourself. So the key and what we do is like, let's help you remove all these filters 
and still help you render yourself here in physical form. And again, this is where you get rid of aging because that's a filter. This is where you get rid of illness because that's a filter and all that stuff that we think humans need to be. We don't need that. You can render human in perfect form from here. So instead of reflecting your life, most people reflect if it was like layers of consciousness, Jeffrey, uh, most people reflect their light from, say, the lowest layer into, say, the body that you see. What I'm saying is basically, let's remove all these filters and you reflect your light from a higher level of consciousness and you can and, and then still create your, your sense of self here. So you understand your, say, limitless possibilities and you can, say, experience it in physical form. That's your whole journey in life where if you've ever wondered why you're here in life is so you can experience yourself in limitless form in the physical I thought the filters were put in place here because of the construct of time and space. Yep. But what you're saying is that it's not time and space. That's just some construct within our own belief system. Right. No, no, you're absolutely true. So the first main filter, so you have your pure light or timeless space. And then the first main filter is like time and space how time and space works again in this reality. The next filter down would be, you know, the, the principles of the universe, like electromagnetism and chemicals and all, you know, how, how, how bonding works, atoms work and all that stuff and so on and so on and so on. So those are constructs that, you know, obviously we can't transcend, uh, otherwise we couldn't create ourselves. But then we have a human contract or a human filter. And over time, uh, again, because we're humans, um, Animals do it differently, but because we're humans, what we do is we don't evolve. We don't go to a, the, the next generation isn't a better version of the, the previous generation. Basically, the next generation is accum is accumulated total of what the previous generation went through. So that human filter has gotten distorted over time. That makes sense to you? And that's why today's world, we have so many problems. It's not like we need better technology or we need better education or we need more laws or we need more whatever. We just need to purify that filter again. In nature, what happens is that, say, you know, it's like the, you know, species goes through, say, starvation or famine or disease. The genetics of that, say, species learns so whoever survived to carry on the generation survived, right? Survived that famine. Uh, and then the best part of, say, the genetics of that species transcends into that next generation. Since humans have free will, we get to choose everything about us. And then, so what we do is like, dad had heart disease, great-grandfather, you know, great-great-grandfather had heart issues, for some reason, right? Or again, you can look it up. Um, you know, people who have had gone through, say, war or famine, so to speak, five generations down, those those the generation downline, they're experiencing somebody who's gone through famine. So how does that work? Or they're experiencing the PTSD of war again. Although five, six, seven generations down, they've never seen war. So again, humans carry all the baggage, not just the survival mechanism. And that's where the genetics kind of go awry on humans. Nature is in, is in its perfection. It's always evolving. Humans are kind of flatlining uh, as far as evolution goes. So although the consciousness is there for us to evolve, just like nature, catch up to nature. Do you think in our ancient past, we had these abilities that you're now teaching, like in ancient Egypt and 
possibly the places that may have existed, like Atlantis and Lemuria, that are now gone, and oh, somehow absolutely. we lost that ability? Yes. So here's the difference. Um, and, and I'm actually going to do a lecture series on that, uh, on how time and space works. Basically, what happens is that it's it's about consciousness, okay? And then time. So at the lower levels, uh, or at this level, let's just call it zero level consciousness, um, you know, time is constant, right? It, it ticks, in this case, again, a 24-hour clock. At the higher levels of consciousness, right? Um, you know, time is very different. But again, we need filters to render ourselves. Again, all these filters to, again, create density. So back in the day, and this is where like ancient cities are now uh, being create, uh, being unearthed and so on. Uh, and I'll just talk about that in just a second. But so, so what happens is that, um, again, I wish I had a drawing pad, but you have layers of consciousness, okay? And time as time goes by these layers keep dropping down so a new version of consciousness is always playing it's kind of like a record player the next record plays you know back in the day you had a stack of records does that make sense to you and then that the, that record ends so we're at the end of this record or the end of this time and then a new record starts playing so again a new consciousness is coming in so uh, and again, so we are, we're all evolving. Does that make sense so far? Mm -hmm. uh, just consciousness just keeps uh, updating and upgrading and so on. So, so you've got that, but the deal, so ancient civilizations or, you know, high level beings and all that stuff were here on earth, but they were at a different level of consciousness. They were say at a level of consciousness, say 100, just to, to, so we're at level zero, their level consciousness of 100, but they didn't have all these other filters. So they could still render themselves, but not as say distinctly as we could. That makes sense. And that's why we have amazing artifacts or like how did they drill these, you know, holes that are so perfect? How did these, you know, rocks get cut so precisely? What kind of technology, what kind of advanced technology did they have in the past? But again, the deal is that that consciousness level was here projecting itself on earth, okay? So over time, again, a time is consciousness is dropping down, time is going forward. So what happens is that, and this is what we're starting to see, um, is that we're starting, so this is a level 100 consciousness, okay? And it's coming down, it's like cycling down, and then time is coming. So what happens is that level 100 consciousness is now playing at this level, that you're, you know, at, at this reality. And then this is where we start to see, or we, and this is a lot where a lot of, you know, um, you know, geologists, uh, you know, are finding artifacts or new cities where we've never seen them before. The reason why we've never seen them before is because you couldn't see them because they're that level of consciousness hasn't existed yet in this in this realm. Does that make sense to you? So if you look at all the ancient civilizations or all the ancient cities or all the advanced cities um, that are coming out or you know archaeologists are finding out about them, and they've always been there. I mean, the latest one was uh, a couple of months ago was in India in a sprawling city. And it's like, oh, archaeologists just unearthed this this huge city, uh, you know, that was covered. And it's like, why didn't they see it before? 
because we couldn't see it because we were resonating at a different level of frequencies. So now that consciousness is coming in. So the intelligence that they had at a level 100 to create all those great technologies back then, we're going to have access to that now. And uh, so our technological um, discoveries or inventions are going to skyrocket because of that in the near future. Hopefully that all made sense. If it didn't, uh, I'm going to do a more technical description on how Again, the past was the future, and the future was could have been the past. Some of my guests during their NDE will go to a place that we kind of collectively call the black void. It's a mm -hmm. black place. It's commonly described as velvety. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So the black void, or what you know, like physicists might call black. There's the, there's a difference. There's black matter and black um, dark, dark matter or something. Yeah dark energy yeah so 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 one is a physical space um but what they go into is say uh, uh they go past beyond time and space and since they have no reference point uh beyond time and space um uh they wouldn't understand what it what what it is uh, i've actually transcended into that space so that's where i get the knowledge so that is a space of again no it's like complete no time, complete, no space. It's just nothingness. But when you're in nothingness, it's black because you'd have to have, say, density or time and space to create light. So in your original form, your spirit is not of brilliance. Your spirit is dark matter or a black hole, basically, because you're void of anything. But when you're void like that, and this is what basically I was experiencing all possibilities, but I was conscious at that level. So your guests and even you might be experiencing like what you went into that black void. Basically, you went into so deep that there was no, say, identity or reference points of who you were because you were pure spirit. So your pure spirit is, again, just basically darkness the way we would see it. But the key is when you're that when you're not into that nothingness, it feels velvety because that's the love and all that stuff that you're feeling again in physical form. When you're nothing, you are everything because there's no judgment. There's no filters again. So you are your limitless self in that dark matter. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. The reason why we say spirits as brilliance is because um, at a high level or, or you, you know, those individuals who see say, Oh, I saw, you know, spirit, and they're just brilliance of light. Yes, that's true. And that's the filter that we talked about of time and space. When you're here, again, there's no, it's just dark. There's nothing here. Although, again, you have all possibilities. But those possibilities can exist uh, one at a time. So, But when you transcend or shine your, say, presence, I call this the origin of frequencies. Uh, when you shine your you know, your possibilities through the filter of what we call space and time. This is where you see a brilliance of light. And white light is basically all the colors or all the possibilities of you. So at that level, this is why you see spirit as brilliance of light, That, if that makes sense to you. Because at that level, there is no filter. And then all possibilities that you are, you're just showing yourself because in this reality, you would say, render yourself as all possibilities that you could be. So that's why spirit is brilliance or bright light. And then we have filters to tone us down into physical form.
So, so it all goes back. So that, so, so that black void is literally you in your limitless self, but you didn't have a reference point because you're still existing here as a conscious being. Does that make, does that make sense? You're still living in some form mm -hmm. to understand that you say exited timeless space. And that's the difference between, again, my near death. I, I literally say gravitated into that space. My consciousness gravitated into that space. Most people, they see themselves here and then they experience that space. So what you have created is called exponential intelligence. And yes. what that is, is helping people remove those filters. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it's it's literally it's turning into a physics, uh, another form of physics or how this reality works. Uh, so it's, in a nutshell, it's literally a handbook on how to be your best possible version of you could of what you could be. Again, transforming from the limited to the limitless. So um, in a physics version, you know, you would have Newtonian physics, for example, which explains you know like density and the bigger objects of the world, right? And then and then they started studying or learning about that. Uh, and then they started to see that there was another, um, say, reality or another universe that that like controlled, you know, the, the physics of the bigger objects. And they call that the quantum realm, right? Or like the minute particle. Well, XI or exponential intelligence physics, basically, so what I've done or, or what I've experienced is like, gosh, you know, we understand the quantum realm, and this is what scientists are getting into, by the way. This is where, where the, the 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 Webb telescope, the new, I forgot the... the, the, the James Webb telescope. Yeah, the James Webb telescope is like experiencing, you know, or like showing us is like, wait a second, there's a deeper version in the quantum field that we can go into. And that's the bridge between the timeless, the time-bound self, the limited self and the timeless self. So we, we've got the consciousness or the intelligence to start to see that, hey, there's a bigger version. And again, so it's it's the bridge. So XI is literally the bridge between the timeless version of who we are, or you might call it your spirit, I call it your limitless self, and the time-bound version uh, of who we are. Um, so if you're interested in that, uh, qu uh, quantum neurobiology uh, is or quantum neurophysics is literally what we what I do, uh, but at a much much higher level because of the near death experiences. On that, are you teaching information or are you helping people experience something? Both. Uh, I help individuals heal heal themselves again. I I awaken or activate their natural healing abilities. So, and healing is not just physical healing, emotional healing. Um, you know, business healing or like financial healing, um, because we're not supposed to be in this world that is, say, um, you know, deprecated, basically, or, you know, in lack. This reality, if you were an awakened being, uh, you know, and um, uh, if you were an awakened being, would you be in any form of lack? Would you be in any form of pain? Would you or would you be your brilliance? Okay. So the only thing that's stopping you from, again, creating that brilliance in physical form is, again, those filters or realities. So, so what I do is I help you activate your natural healing self, again, helping you ascend to a higher level, and then um, you naturally heal. Uh, and then for those people who are, say, healed or fixed, they want to expand. Right, they want to know their possibilities, or they want to know the new, say, the biz, the new business paradigm that's coming. I have a lot of high-level CEOs that I work with, or companies that, you know, it's like we want to create more, 
you know, products that are more, you know, environmentally safer, greener and all that stuff. Um, so they come to me or, you know, they want to have a different version of like, you know, Moss, I've sacrificed myself. I've got all the money that, you know, I can have, I can buy anything that I need, but I'm still not happy. So in the, for those people, I start teaching how to do what I do. Cause we all have these abilities, by the way, it's not just me. Uh, and then there are people who have, who are natural, you know, who gravitate to healing people or helping people. Uh, so I help, you know, I, I teach that as well. Do you think that the feeling of unhappiness or the feeling that you're missing something is due to not knowing and living your life purpose? Um, yes, absolutely. But um, most people think that their life purpose is helping people say so like if I help people like a lot of your audience just tapping into them it's like if I help people or if I help more people then then I'm living my self-purpose and then I'll be happy or I'll be happy when I die uh, it doesn't really work that way uh, your life purpose and everybody's life purpose is literally about how do I stay here in physical form uh, and be my limitless self so figuring out how time and space works, literally, that's your life purpose. But if you understand that concept, your abundance, helping others um, in a proper way, uh, and, and just for your for your group, by the way, your listeners, again, they're they're beautiful people, they're helpers, but the way they help, uh, Jeffrey, is like they burden themselves. So basically what their equation to life is like, the more people I help, or basically what they're saying is the more people I burden myself with you know because because basically you're pulling their burdens onto you the better off i'll be it doesn't work that way um the way you help is literally you shine your brilliance of who you are and then you you help by helping those people remember it's like so by helping those people remember that they're brilliant too so you're not carrying anybody's baggage if that makes sense i don't know why that came in but a lot of your people are helpers so, so that's your purpose in life again, is to shine your brilliance and then it helps all the other people around go, Oh, I remember who I am because you're shining your brilliance. I'm that brilliant too. But most people when they help is like, Oh, let me carry your burdens. And then those people that you just helped create more burdens because you didn't teach them literally how to fish. You just gave them a fish, so to speak, or basically you took all their burdens and they, they'll just create more. Um, and it's it, it's a it's become a pandemic that's really burdening society, and that's why more and more people are going. God, I don't want to help people anymore. You know, how many times have you all helped people, and you know, it's like you get sick of it because you get burdened by them. It's like they want more of a handout. They want more of this. They want more of that. It's like that's not helping them. So, so this is true help, and that's what we're we've coming we're coming into. If people want to ask you questions or find out more about you is it best to reach you on your website yeah they can go to uh m-a-s-s-a-j-a-d-y.com or live. that's my youtube channel uh and we've got hundreds of titles you know we do a show every sunday live where i can actually uh like scan you and see what's pinpoint exactly what's going on with you and then help you edit that so you live again a limitless life um so that's the best place masajati.live uh you can you know you there's so many titles on why it basically explains why life is the way it is and what you can do about it uh and then also the podcast xi podcast exponential intelligence podcast 
Um, there's a lot of free resources there, which I suggest that you take because what I do is very different. It's not psychology or anything like that. So it's very new. It's all about frequencies uh, or changing your dimension and where you create yourself or render yourself in time and space. So most people, you know, want to help or want to improve themselves here. It doesn't work. Uh, you have to change, again, the filters. So the free stuff, again, the podcasts, the, the Moss on Sundays, which is on YouTube, um, I would suggest doing those things to, so you understand it. And then, you know, the website, masajati.com, that's where you can get into the 18 days where you can transform your life. Um, well, in 18 days, literally. So, Well, Moss, before we finish up, can you leave mm -hmm. us with one last positive message? Again, guys, you're not here to suffer or, you know, rec uh, reclaim, learn anything. You already know all the possibilities of what you could be. Um so, so, so again, if you're always seeking outside of yourself to find yourself, you'll never find yourself, right? And that's what most people do. So what you want to do again is start to look inwards and, and then start to, you know, be strong enough and be honest with yourself. It's like, Hey, I'm running these patterns. You know, I'm running these abuse patterns. I'm running this pattern. I'm not, I'm not wealthy or I'm not happy or whatever. And, you know, you start to face, say the truth in you. And then as you do that, you start to say shed away and just note that those things aren't you. Those are just filters that your parents usually ran and you just adopted that. So once you start to understand that, you can easily say transform your life. Uh, and then you become that person that you've always known deep inside that you are. Awesome. Thank you for that information. And thank, thank you. you again for being my guest. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.